All right, pronouncers, welcome back. Bruce from Frontavo, Stephen Fair from Campus Inc. I love the studio, Stephen. It's looking good, better every time. A little what are background. you talking about? I'm in my office. I know, but you you decorated the walls a little bit more. There's no. like some stuff in the background. Uh, it's because I had to present, so I was like, yeah. But <laughs> we're working. You're you're working on your studio. I got some heat presses here. Walla Walla Pro, recommended by Supercolor. It's the summer of making our making. Bruce always has good aesthetic. I don't because I'm all over the place on, on the <laughs> studio. But it's the summer where the podcast studio is gonna get a little upgrade. I think I think it's now. Hell yeah. I love it. Um, Speaking of Supercolor, thank you for the recommendation of this awesome press. But Supercolor, you probably heard they've got an awesome next gen transfer. I uh, just had to place an order for some stuff we're messing around with. Um, what's really cool about this transfer, you've probably heard the story or seen the podcast, but they literally tested tons of different types of heat presses because of the variability in how the heat works and pressure and so on. And so these next gen transfers are a lot more flexible, but really they're easier to peel. You get more of a window to hot peel. And so uh, they've got really, really great quality and they ship so fast. And also the support is amazing. I mean, we had an issue with one, they shipped it out next day and solved it. So Mike Rum of Supercolor, they are uh, just building such an incredible company. Make sure to use Printavo 1.5 to get 15% off your new order to try it out. And you can see a little bit more info too, supercolor.com slash super new. Sweet. Thanks guys. Bruce, do you need a solution to improve efficiency and reduce costs in your art department? Well, if you go to 1900hotstuff.com, you'll find graphic source there. They offer industry-leading outsource options um, for truly becoming a part of your team. They plug and play with Printavo. And uh, when it comes to digitizing, SEPs, mock-ups, embroidery, creative, uh, even back office admin, uh, graphic source has over 30 years in the game and a proven track record of success. Hit them up, uh, mention the Printavo pod, get 50% off your first vector, SEP, or embroidery order. Thanks so much, Graphic Source. We have three dedicated GraphX members on our team, and they are incredible. So thanks, y'all. If you want a chance to win a bunch of PMI tape, a lot of split tape that works really well and is a lot more efficient than uh, just normal tape, I guess, <laughs> shoot a DM to multicraft underscore daddy. So shoot a uh, message to him on Instagram. Got to follow him. Follow him. Shoot him a message. 735 followers now. But you can be able to win a case of PMI tape or just ask him for some PMI tape. I'm sure he's got some and you could try it. No, he's giving away. This is is awesome. He's giving away a case a week uh, to new followers, new customers. So if you DM him, um, he'll pick a winner. And, uh, yeah, that's, it's pretty awesome. And, uh, we're, you know, make sure you laugh at his jokes and, um, his, you know, his interest, his good dad content. Uh, let's get, let's get, let's get him to a thousand followers. Thanks so if much. Multicraft. We appreciate you. Ink supplies for a daddy. Multicraft screen printing <laughs> and digital supplies for 50 years. And then of course, Printable pod, 15% off your first, 10% off. Sorry. Your first order. Uh, but yeah, shoot him a DM, even just say hi in his DMs. He appreciates that. Sweet. Last but not um, least, Steven, you're up. Easy way, Bruce, you shouldn't spend all day cleaning dirty screens. Easy ways line of environmentally conscious chemicals will get the job done faster, more efficiently, and will cost you a fraction of the cost per screen. We use 701 and 842. I was talking to a random student today across the country that's like, yeah, I got a job at a printing shop. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I do reclaim. I said, what kind of chemicals do you use? And he goes, we use easy way. And that's how I knew easy way is the easiest way. Um, and so <laughs> they, <laughs> it was totally random. It happened this morning. And uh, if you value a company to help with the how-tos, best practices and questions, easy way is there. Give it a go. Uh, they work with over 100 distributors. Um, they're there to help you out, and they are incredible. So thanks, Easy Way. Sick. Let's jump on in. Did yeah, you get a mic yet? Here it is. Are you wearing glasses? <laughs> I am. He's there. trying to look more distinguished He looks like a sophisticated med student today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, put them back on. They look great. I like your glasses. I've never seen you with glasses. Are they real? Yes, they're real. Do you wear glasses? <laughs> Bruce wears glasses without a prescription. I was trying those um, blue light glasses. It's called um, it's called I've recreational never... use. 
<laughs> and um, I'm just not used to wearing glasses, so I, I couldn't do it more than a day. Returned it to Amazon. But I felt like I liked the look, like you're doing, like I like that. Bruce, what's right. going on with your eye? All right. So, um, yeah, I, I walked into... Uh, no, I, I was actually trying to, uh, I don't have a good story. I literally just walked into a little, an electrical box. Steven and I, Steven was helping me change out like, you know, the switches to smart switches. So I was like, cool. And one of these switches, there was a blue wire. So I'm like, what the heck is this blue wire? I don't know what this blue wire is. So I start walking. Steven's like, Hey, can you flip the switch back off? So let me try something. I'm like, all right. And then at the same time, I'm YouTubing. What is the blue wire for in these motion sensor, you know, switches? And I'm like starting to play the video. And then right when it started to play, like the door of the breaker box, it comes up. And so it was propped up and I walked straight into it um, and just, it wasn't really bleeding. It was just open and uh, very confused. The blue wire turns out does nothing. You just leave it capped. And I walked back and, and, and I think the weird part was, is like, I had this guy coming to look at the fridge. Someone's broken on it. And I, I walk in and like a drop of blood's coming down and like <laughs> a little disheveled. And I'm like, um, I live here, but th this is the fridge. I'm going to be in the back. Um, you just ignore this. Thanks. <laughs> it was just totally disheveled. I just hope it heals correctly. It's a hard look. Look dude. Like it looks a, good. It does look like a box, doesn't it? Yes. Bruce was most concerned. He had to. He's like, I need to go get butterfly band aids. He was really worried his his perfect face would. I was trying to make sure that it doesn't scar. I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to help that, but we'll see. Dude, that's the kind of scar you want. You want scars on your <laughs> eye, near your eye, around your eye. So when I'm at the trade show, you're you're, uh, you're doing premium, right? Premium, good. <laughs> Annual, better. All right. So last episode we had you on. We had a lot of really good responses actually from that, um, Justin. So I don't know if you saw the comments and stuff, but they were uh, people really appreciated your honesty and transparency. So again, thank you for for opening up. It got a thousand views in like a week and a half. Um, that's that's definitely a top performer. Um, and, and Justin didn't even promote it because Justin's like a, you know, Instagram influencer. You don't have a blue check mark yet. You're about to buy dude. one. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, organically. So good. can you just do like a one minute summary fair of chapter one, two? So basically what we were doing is Stephen had this great idea. What are the, your, your life chapters? If you have five chapters, what are the life chapters and the, the ups and downs of your shop? And let's just talk about it. I think Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think chapter one was just starting the shop, you know, dropping out of school, getting going on this, um, scaling up. Chapter two, was chapter two the first auto or is it shirt of the month? I thought it was shirt of the month was chapter two. That sounds right. I mean, if I had to pick one, it would probably be that. Yeah, I think you, you were talking about like huge cash flow, like you, this thing was popping off. Right. Yeah, allowed to fund all kinds of other investments of uh, in the custom side of the business. So shirt of the month was really great retail. It blew up. You were very early in on that in Oklahoma, or just in general. I think like with with shirt of the month like subscription boxes, and that funded the custom side to be able to help grow it, buying equipment, you know, um, staffing, all that good stuff. Um, do you remember chapter three, Stephen? It says uh, using that drive to build up your custom side of the business, Justin. Does that sound right? Oh, I yeah. literally wrote it right up there. Yeah, you wrote yeah. it, Bruce. Um, and then I saw Thunder Playoffs, Hot Market. Yeah, we didn't uh, get to talk about that. Was that good or is that not good? Well, you know, um, we did not go to the playoffs, which is okay. Uh, so, yeah, last time we had this call, we were we had cleared the runway um, we had all the blanks sitting in our warehouses ready to go and we shipped them back. So we were ready, but, um, you know, it actually, if we have a minute, I'll tell you a terrible story. Um, we, so thunder playoffs were going to happen. We told them, yes, everything lined up and then our boys didn't do it, which is okay. And so then we had all of this production capacity and, available and we are a part of a printers network where we get to print for a bunch of like national bands which is really cool 
Um, and they, there was a national tour that was coming through and they said, Hey, we need to get like 20,000 shirts and said, okay, cool. Um, really 20,000 impressions was about 10,000 shirts, um, four different designs, but we need this in like three days. And so it's just, it's again, one of those things that like, cool. It turns out it was one of my favorite bands. It's this guy named Tyler Childers. Um, I'm wearing his shirt right now. Uh, the the funny thing about it is I don't understand why these national brokers and touring acts like there's look at all these dates like there's like I don't know how many dates is that like 30 dates a bunch of crap a bunch of dates and how is it that apparel you know isn't thought about or it's a rush at you know we need this three days before this national tour did they start planning this national tour three days ago probably not maybe something fell through. But anyways, we were there to receive them. And so what was exciting was our whole team and our production and everything was fired up to do this job. And uh, our production came in, our production normally works from 7am to 3pm. So they came in at five in the morning for two days, basically 5am till 6pm, get as much done as you can. Then the next day, 5am until finish. And they stayed until about four, they got everything done. Um, and then so that was on a Wednesday. Then on Friday, everything was to be freighted out. Um, so our freight docks on that day, that morning, there were three different shipments of freight. Uh, five pallets were going to uh, the Tyler Childers concert in Estes. Uh, one pallet was full of screens, like to be restretched. Uh, those were being freighted to, I don't know, wherever GSF is. That's where they were going. And then we had another pallet of another custom client that we print for, and they had, they had two pallets of shirts. So they are, my operations manager has been monitoring all of this so well. Uh, she goes out and labels all of the pallets that morning to make it idiot proof. Um, pallet, pallet one, purple sign, screens, wherever GSF is. Pallet two, one of two, and then two of two. St. Louis, red paper, freight name, end user, two of two, idiot proof. Then the five pallets that were going to Estes, you know where this is going. So our, every, I mean, we were so, our production killed it, our art team killed it, our customer care team killed it, everybody killed it. We were, we had, we were celebrating this like miracle and our, I mean, the weakest, the weakest link in the chain, uh, our freight dock delivery person, uh, and the couriers. So normally when couriers, well, so two were LTL freight and one of them was the special courier that was hired to come here, grab the five pallets of stuff and take them straight to Estes. Like that was the concert courier. Like that was to make it all happen. The, the screens going to GSF were regular freight or LTL. And then the other two shipments were LTL and so, but they all had three different drivers. So the two going out, that driver shows up, checks his thing, grabs all the things, grabs the two pallets, hits it out. Then a few hours later, the uh, courier shows up to take things to Estes for the show that night. He has instructions to pick up five pallets. Somehow he confirms that he needs to take this one pallet of screens. And my freight person confirms that he needs to take that one pallet of screens. So I find all of this out. I'm out of town. I get a phone call from the, uh, from the main broker and they're like, Hey, uh, Mr. Screen printer, you just shipped us with this special courier, an entire pallet of screens. What do you want us to do with all these screens? Tight. Tight. So we hired another special superhero courier that then drove from St. Louis to Estes, like got, get all the screens, go straight shot to Estes. So all, when all the dust settled, ultimately we paid a little over three grand <laughs> to have the privilege <laughs> <laughs> to print all of Tyler Childers' uh, North American tour merch. Uh, so what a privilege. <laughs> oh, because you wouldn't have had to pay for those five they sent their own people. Mm -hmm. And so how oh, much yeah. does it cost yeah. 
yeah. on a Friday night of a yeah. concert to get five pallets from Oklahoma, three grand? A little more, but yeah. A little more? I thought for a second it was so much more that you lost all your money on the print job. No, no, like, no, no, no. We lost all money on the print job. Oh. But that's the fragility. It's contract printing. We had we had no blank cost. It was all labor and consumables. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you add everything up, we lost thirty like thirty five hundred bucks on the whole job. We paid. I per, I wrote a check to not myself, but to them. To after the courier was caught. Plus, we had an enormous amount of rush fees built into it because we were taking all of this into consideration. So there's some baked in costs, but the truth is, is like we retooled our entire manufacturing for two and a half days to make this happen and then shit the bed. And that, that was a, that was a lesson for everyone. And here we are, How? but then they, you just take care of them. You fix it. We got more POs. The relationship's good. Like we just keep going. Okay. Two things. Yeah. Um, I, the loyalty on the resolution, like some of our biggest F ups have turned into our best customers cause we just took care of them. You fix it. But, uh, how does Justin Lawrence react in those type of situations? The reason I ask this is, uh, and we need to get to our chapters at some point, but this no, is, no, no. this keep, is wild. Keep flowing. I also uh, love the way you three. say, <laughs> I also love the way you say courier. Yeah. Is it courier? Are you trying to say courier? I thought it, I mean, it sounds like French. You, you say courier. Uh, let me, I don't, if I try Okay. So we hired a courier. So yeah, I would say courier is what I would say naturally. <laughs> Cour- courier sounds like some Oklahoma way of saying courier. I try to say is it this. C-O-U-R-I, like we're all saying the same word, work. right? Courier hey, definitely sounds better. How do you pronounce and courier? And you may be able to charge more for it. It's British. Yeah. I was reading this thing about like wartime CEO versus peacetime CEO and taking on different personalities as a leader. Um, yeah. When that shit hits the fan, how does Justin Lawrence react? Who shouldn't be in the room are like be, be, be as real as you can be. Does your wife have to like, is it like, Oh boy, I need to get the fuck out of this room right now. You can ask Carson how I get, but I'm curious, how, how do you get, <laughs> that's my letter over here, bro. no you know what here's the deal early on <laughs> i've learned i'm an i'm an older guy now um i'm 38 i don't yell anymore if i get work like and the truth is is like i think it's a sign of healthiness this place is so big it's bigger than me so I, and when I realized I can't fix those problems myself, I can hold accountable and I can encourage, but all, when I yell at people or shame, or even if I just react, it just, it doesn't do any good. So what happens when we mess up the biggest man, I get, here's the truth. You want the honest truth? I get really worked up and say dumb things about really small, stupid shit. Like that's where I lose my cool. Like on the things that don't matter, someone that doesn't clock in every day that needs to be reminded, that's the stuff that pisses me off. Someone that like makes a mess and doesn't clean it up or someone that doesn't replace the toilet paper roll or someone says they're going to do something and don't do it. Those, those are the things that like send, that send me to the moon when it's big mess ups. Like it's funny you ask that I've, I've been hot headed. you know, like my wife was in a car wreck, um, and she, it wasn't major, but like she had a brand new car and she like hit something or somebody hit her and she expected me to be upset. And that was, that was really kind of like, ugh. but I was able, when I met her, I was like, Hey, I'm not mad. Like, are you okay? This the is just stuff. It's not a big deal. thing happened. That that's really interesting. I'm curious, Bruce, like Carson, if you're listening to this, the Tesla is, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> we have a really tight garage. I just like, you're going to kill me. And I'm like, I mean, it's, it's almost interesting that when that stuff happens, you're like more calm because it's, it's not ignorance or like, or, you you know, but it's when the little things like when it, when something's like, I'll get pissed if it's ignorance instead of like ineptitude, like something happened, damn out of our control. But I feel like the bigger the fire is, I probably hold my cool better. I agree. And it's probably a respect of the process and a respect of the gravity of the situation, maybe. I don't know. 
Yeah. What, what did you pull from that article? Or what was that article about? I know you sent that around, but... Uh, I think, I think I it's a Horowitz one. thing. It's Wartime versus Peacetime CEO and... Um, <laughs> I need to I need to look it up, but it was basically saying like you're gonna you're gonna have leaders of peacetime, and there's gonna be opportunities of like wartime, and how you might change your personality um, based on it or your leadership style. There are some leaders that thrive in wartime, right, um, and there are others that don't. Um, and so I don't know. Is is pretty insightful but i'm just i'm curious justin and you said like i don't yell anymore would did you get pissed off earlier for mistakes like earlier in your career at your shop like production guy like crooked prince or whatever versus now like can you talk about that i don't yell anymore yeah i all right real quick i gotta tell you something this is really interesting and here's why we formed a company called Inktavo. You may have heard of it, but it has three different brands right now. Printavo, Inksoft, and Graphics. So we're all sister companies now, a big happy family. What we're able to do is Printavo's managing your shop management and workflow organization. Inksoft can run your website and handle online stores at scale. So running multiple different stores for fundraisers, schools, um, company stores and everything in between. And Graphics Flow is a brand new product to be able to help reduce all the back and forth with art. So it has a huge art library that you can put on your website so customers can see and pluck what they want. Plus, you can also be able to collect different ideas and send them to customers to approve as well. Really, really cool. Plus, in-app editing. It's like Canva, but specifically for shops. All right, check it out. All those brands are on inktavo.com. That's inktavo.com. All right, thanks. Man, I how about this? It's the people that I'm the closest with. It's the people that I have relationships with that I'm really, really close with. Like if I'm going to yell at anybody today, if I'm just really getting to it at Oklahoma Shirt Company, the only person I'm yelling at is either Jaren, and it's because of our relationship. Um, I'm not justifying it. Like I just fall into these patterns of like, I think when you expect you have, I have such high expectations of people that when the same thing happens over and over again, or when that person, like, it's the same with my wife or my kids, like it's not okay, but I just have high expectations. And when I get frustrated or disappointed, or like, I thought we resolved this, or I thought we talked about this, or like, now this is becoming annoying. Then I get, I fall into these, like, you just don't give a shit or you're being disrespectful or you don't like care. And those, th those are hard things for me to be around. And I feel like people don't handle things because they don't care. And the truth is, is that's just me being short-sighted and selfish and not reflecting on my own like motives as to why I'm frustrated. But I think now it's more of a, I want to support this place. So I don't have a lot of relationships with the people that are our primary producers. So when I go into production or when I go into embroidery or the warehouse, I tend to be really careful about how I speak and when I speak, because I've learned that the greatest, the greatest influence I have in this place is by being a positive cheerleader and support and a safe place. Because if I'm unsafe, then it, that the, the repercussions of that and the uneasiness that it sends through this whole organization is shuddering. Like when, and so I try to, I really want to keep myself in check and I have to be checked in too. Like it can't just be a no news is good news. Like I'm challenging myself in this season right now. Like how can I be more plugged in? I try to make laps in the morning to say hi to people. But when I am frustrated or when I have something to work through, I tend to go straight to, I start with my team. Like I have a, my customer care manager, operations manager, art director, and then test my executive coordinator. Like we, we work together and then I let them go represent because largely it shouldn't be my agenda anymore. Like I have ideas and visions and things that uh, my work, but if I see something, I don't just go fix it. And there's pain that comes with that. Like my leader, it takes a lot faster. It takes longer to fix some of the problems in this place because I'm trying to respect the infrastructure. Whereas my normal style would run in with a grenade launcher, blow something up. This is completely broken. Uh, I'll, guys, I'll be back in two hours. I can't wait to see how this is fixed. Like those that just, that's funny. It doesn't, that's it doesn't, that's support. literally the, uh, the same thing we were talking about last week is just the, uh, like our new CEO, James, he's, he's really good at that where he will watch it happen and, and get messed up. And then over the next week or two, 
watch it as it's trying to get fixed by the person who's owning it versus just step in, which I think as a person starting the business is such a hard skill to just sit back and watch it fail. Watch it burn. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think yeah. Bruce, what about you? Like, how do you, how do you react? I know how you react, but uh, I'm I'm so the whole peacetime versus wartime CEO. I just did like a quick Google and then like compare the, you know, you're more of a peacetime or wartime, and peacetime is looking for broad based buy in, and wartime is just like you know not tolerating any disagreements and just doing things. I'm definitely more of the peacetime CEO, but like I even have on my notes thing over here. It's uh, step one, show appreciation. Step two, give direct feedback. What do you really want? And to set the expectation for things to get done. And then and then, last one is just like, let it happen. Uh, which I think the third step is, what we're talking about is the hardest one. But no, I, I, I don't, I'm super calm because I think a lot of those things just aren't, like it sucks, but it's not, it's never really that big of a deal. Um, the only things I've gotten like really frustrated by or are, uh, like we had a team member that was like lying about a lot of things, or I had another team member that just wasn't showing up for customer calls, you know, Ooh, the stuff like, like that. Like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, things that are hurting the progress I'm trying to make forward deliberately, you know? And so, yeah, uh, I, I think if there's something I'm going to be super direct or probably an asshole about, it's like the, if you're, if you're doing some like morally, like ridiculous. Um, but I think just in your point, like sometimes I feel like I'm a stranger in my shop. Like I walk in, I'm like, I'm going to leave now because I don't want them to like, be like, Oh my God, Steven's here. Um, uh, and that's very weird. I feel sometimes like I'm a stranger. I'm like, are they thinking that I'm, am I intimidating them because I'm looking at this print right now? Uh, that's really, really interesting. Okay. Chapter three, I'm going to name it, uh, your leadership team or like building out the org. Is that three or four? I don't know. I don't know where it goes, but I'm hearing like Oklahoma shirt company subscription going. I'm hearing like custom going, but when you just said something like, Tess, you know, org team, like what you're talking about now is like chapter five, six, talk to us about what that was like to have the luxury that you're in today. So that's luxury is certainly the right word. I mean, there's a cost associated with it too. And I, 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 it's a cost that is definitely, um, valuable and worth it, but it's a cost, um, a financial cost or like a mental. Yeah. Thing? Yeah. 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 Oh. Like it's hard. It's an investment. It's an investment into the business to hire operators that, um, take care of the business in a better way than a startup person could. Sorry. <sighs> I think that I have gotten it. I have gotten it very wrong. But I've also gotten what I've gotten right is our is my strategy was hire good people that I trusted and that I could move fast with and train them, you know, home grow. That's I mean, my you look around like my operations manager, um, my number two here, you know, she started at the end of the dryer as a QC person. And it wasn't until she had a bold conversation with me that said, you are largely underutilizing me. Um, just letting you know. My art director, Andrea, she started as an intern and she's been here and just over the years, like continuing to prove herself, she's worked for two different other art directors. And when we realized that like, oh, this is, it's not the, we certainly have felt fallen into the trap of like your best screen printer becomes the production manager conversation. Um, and, but I got, and essentially that's kind of how Katie got to where she is and also how Andrea got to where Andrea was our best designer. Katie was our best production worker. Um, and the, the way where I am now, so the two people that are not mentioned saying who's our customer care manager, um, and then Tess, who's our executive coordinator, they, they saying was hired. I went and hired, I scouted a youth pastor, you know, that I had a deep, rich, long relationship with and needed him to cut when we realized that our customer care team, this is so discombobulated. I apologize. So 
individually, the art department has kind of looked the same from the beginning. Um, we had a group of designers and they handled it. And then mostly the most competent designer was kind of the ringleader of that group. And then as the business continued to grow, we started looking towards stabilization. And when it really, when we really begin to focus and speak stabilization, um, that's when I think the kind of the, the landscape changed and shifted when people started, I started telling that these leaders of these groups that no longer are you like, it's cool that you're our best designer. It's cool that you're our best production person. It's cool that you're the best, whatever, but you're no longer managed or you're no longer evaluated on that. You're being evaluated on your ability to manage people and processes. And so that was challenging for Andrea. And thankfully that was also Katie's sweet spot operations. You know, she, she is a builder and she's an implementer and she sees things and wants to make it idiot proof for all humans. Whereas like my, probably a thing that I fall really short on is I want to hire really competent, talented people and say, keep up, keep up with me. And if something's fallen off the train, I need you to be able to grab it and put it back on. That's what Jared did really well with me from the beginning was he kept up with me. And when we're in the season of no longer having to keep up it's sustainability and stability, then I had to start relying upon the people that were also the best producers of saying, you have to manage these things now. So Andrea naturally growing up and started thinking about stabilizing and what does it mean for stability for art? What does it mean for stability for customer care and processes? And Printavo has been again, over and over and over again, the key, uh, the key project management tool for all of our team, because it gave us the capability to customize it with our language and our vocabulary and our needs and our specific processes to say that if this happens, then that happens. And that was a tool that was really, when I was able to let that go for my team, that was early on, like, Hey, y'all start making Printavo statuses. But if you make a Printavo status, know that you still have to come to the game maker. Like you have to come and convince me why we need the status because you can't just conveniently make a status whenever you think you need one. So Justin, what I'm hearing though, like you talk, first of all, you talk so passionately about your people. If there's one thing you know about Oklahoma Shirt Company, like Justin's passionate about his people. So I just, I think that's, that's awesome. Like you treat them like your family, but I think what you also did is like, you are a developer of their voids and like you are like, okay, I'm a little bit of an artist. I'm a little bit of an ops guy. I'm a little bit of everything. Like, let me groom you. Um, and I think that's probably, that's like not easy to do whatsoever, but you like empowered them, motivated them, let them make their own decisions close to home. Right. And it's like, it feels that that homegrown and promoting from within and development, that is not easy to do. Did you, did you promote everybody that's a lead role from internally or was there anybody you brought from outside? Um, so Tess and Sang in our current configuration, I've had, I've had a really tough time. So operationally, you know, Katie has been a constant from the beginning, Katie we didn't have an ops manager. We didn't, I didn't know I needed it, but Katie came up through production and then demonstrated their badassery. And then we started building the fulfillment warehouse, shipping and receiving check-in, uh, finishing services, like all of those things that, cause I, I jumped into art and production and, and I just kind of stayed there. And when it came time of like, what are the ancillary support arms that need to make production and art even better? Katie was there and largely built out our infrastructure for, you know, how we handled, like I said, fulfillment, online stores. Um, that's that she's just impassioned about that. I also had Amy in the beginning. Amy was a bit of, was a developer in that shirt of the month process as well. Um, and then Andrea grew up in the art department and, it wasn't until probably three years ago when I had burned through like my fifth sales manager. I was like, this is just not working. I was hiring a sales manager, come in, build this team. It seems team, like a hard represent- one for folks to nail as well. Yeah. There's definitely a common well, uh, difficulty there. Well, where you get, I think where I've gotten it wrong, I'll speak for me, is uh, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the best salesperson that we have here, but we don't have any other salespeople here. 
Like there's not any, I haven't hired a salesperson. We realized like I was hiring the wrong type of person. And I think another reason why that's hard is salespeople are full of shit most of the time. They're selling themselves. The interview is difficult. The owner is typically someone who is an entrepreneur that has started in their garage. Yeah, but they also call themselves a salesperson, but really they have had zero sales training. I've had zero sales training. You just run your mouth enough and get lucky and someone buys your stuff. And then you're like, I'm a salesperson. No, there's a difference between someone who's charismatic and connect with people and then versus a sales professional like Kevin Bongard. Like I understood like, oh, this is what a sales professional is. <laughs> this is not a... You know what? My my biggest turnover has also been in that same boat. I think a lot of shops here in this, uh, that's really, really same. interesting. Same for you, Bruce, right? Sales leader, yeah. It's hard to find. Uh, really well, and really most competent re- sales leaders, like... I could go be a sales leader or sales manager, especially if I'm unqualified. I could go be this for that business or I'll go start my own business. If you're a salesperson and you can get into the screen printing world, like the cost like of the entry to get into... Yeah. You can well, go... I also, can, if they're good, they, they could also just go work a ton and, and make good commission like at some... you know. But but so Justin, but then you were like, okay, if sales, if outbound sales, because you you're the shit stir in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma that's going to garner new business, right? But really it's like you focus on your success team that's going to be so killer that our customer service is going to win and that'll be the, the sales and, engine, and, right? And that's when it changed. That's when Sang became like ultimately like in our are closer to final form. My sales manager was also the customer care team manager or the customer success manager. So you have this person that I've burdened with managing these four other people who are our, our quick, like all inbound phone calls, emails, walk-ins. And then also I'm pressuring them with, Hey, go out and make disciples of all nations and tell everybody how great Oklahoma shirt company is and go earn us new business. And so largely you have, a person that has to be responsible for these two undeveloped, um, unsupported. Yeah. Like figure it out. Well, when I realized like saying sweet spot was he cared for people better than anybody I'd seen. Um, he cares for processes and customers. Then it just became like, Oh, let's build this team. So then is the birth of the care bears and the care bears our, our customer care team and their only job is to re- essentially like co- communicate with customers and then midwife the process of somebody's ideas into real life it's t-shirts. A great use, it's a great use of, of midwife. <laughs> well, what you don't need, I had salespeople in the customer care team arena and they were assholes. Like customers are already, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, Hey, there's a, there's a delicacy. Also, I have to say our, um, our strategy with our jobs and our customer care team is we're a non-commission based business. Nobody here gets paid commission. So really, that's different. Yeah. Not, not a, not a single person at Oklahoma shirt company. But do they have to do they? Okay. Do they, they, do they have to re-stimulate customers to reorder? We are, we are, we don't do that really well right now. Well, we're still largely in a, in a real reactionary responsive, like phone ring, email or walk-in, like we try to take care of them. Gotcha. 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 So like the sales activities are more inbound from a a care standpoint. Um, Right. That makes a lot of sense. Wait, so did you get rid of the sales side that you said? Yeah, we, we are strategy. We have not. Now I will say those of you. Um, in Oklahoma that are listening to this. Um, sorry, um, because we are waking up and we have our strategy the care, for the, the first care bears 10 years. Awoken. Well, the care bears are going to keep <laughs> doing what they do, but we have, we have only, um, we've only focused on inbound for a decade. And this year um, we are focusing largely on outbound. And I want to make sure that the people that don't know about us know about us the people who haven't used us have a chance to use us. And then, um, you know, that's, I want to further live into our, you know, our name would be Oklahoma's sure company. And so we so have the sales to, is back. The outbound sales is back. Yeah. Okay. So now, now that you went through that experience, how are you thinking about setting it up today versus, you know, the mistakes you made in the past? What, what's the breakdown? 
well, I'm not right now. I'm not hiring a sales manager. We do not have a sales manager, Oklahoma Shirt Company. If there is a sales manager, Oklahoma Shirt Company, it's Justin Lawrence. And that that is a weakness and that I am not serving it well and I'm not good at that, but I am just here to receive and kind of feel the things that have that flavor to it. So right now I'm I'm outsourcing and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna work with Kevin, you know, our buddy Kevin at Set Sales, and he is going to help us put together an outbound strategy. Um, okay, so it's still worked, like I've it's worked. still early in the flow. Well, other than I, I will say, um, I want to be careful because I I'm get he's being very special to me right now. He's building out a new process and he's going to help us with um, truly like the actual work, not putting together the strategy, but him and a team of handling some of the outbound emailing calls, like setting up meetings, like just a, a new strategy. And the hope is, is that we build something together that then I can take and put it on the shoulders of my Care Bears and maybe a few other support team members so that we have this engine. So he's helping us to build the engine that makes the most sense for Oklahoma Shirt Company and what we should be doing. It's interesting that you say that, like asking for help, right? Like I've worked with Kevin in the past and like, you know, he'll, he'll come and help us out and coach us. But if I'm not connected with him, He's like, you know, like it's got a stick, like an organ transplant a little bit. Um, and I feel like shops might say like, oh, Steven, what do you do for that? And I'm like, I went through like surgery with Kevin, like that, like, you know, 100%. to make that stuff stick. Um, okay. This is interesting. I'm curious. Wait, like, is this it, wait, real quick on wrapping up on this one? Is this your chapter four or did we put words in your mouth? Uh, I, I just named it. Sorry. What is your chapter? What chapter are we on? I mean, four-ish, three to four. Like, is this, do you feel like this is a stage or was there something what, else? Because yeah, like, we else sort of we led missing? this in, but... Uh, there's some things important. missing. There's some pictures. There's some pictures missing. Like, there's, we got to have pictures in the chapters a little bit. It can't just be all words. No, the... Um, I think the infrastructure, so shirt of the month, startup, shirt of the month, infrastructure or internal, um, and then... I think the next chapter would probably be like, it would be like strength training, strength and conditioning training, or like reps. And then maybe the last chapter would be like, what's next? Like once we've looked up, like you've, you've figured out 90% of your business. What's the last 10% you need to figure out? I think that's kind of where we're at is like, what's the optimizing dialing, like blind, continue to find blind spots, continuing to break apart processes. You know, I think construction would be one of those chapters, like just talking about how, how we started, where our processes, how many walls we've built and torn down and infrastructural. So there, there's definitely like a people and then there's a building and like settling. And then, yeah, then it would be like, what's, what's next. But what's interesting is like when you have the people in place, then the building gets fun. Cause you're all like hacking, like, you know, like you're like, okay, let's knock down that. Let's, I, th I think that people part, if I, you know, could be jealous about that, like having them for that long, having people for that long, that close to you, that is strength training, um, in and of itself. What about like the business actually growing from a, a dollar standpoint? Did it spike up when subscription hit and then just nice, slow growth? Did you have any jumps? Like, you know, you know, we had a jump last year. Um, we'll have a jump this year, but the years before it was, you know, 20, 30%, whatever. What has that growth been like? Did you have any of those jumps? Yeah. If you, there was a pandemic in the middle of all of that, which is, or not at the end of it, like at the, or at the end of all of our story, you know, the first six years of Oklahoma Shirt Company were definitely logarithmic. Like it was just, we're new to market. We have something great. Shirt of the month, custom screen printing, like we can't lose. And then after shirt of the month, shirt of the month peaked in 2017 uh, for us with 14 and a half thousand subscriptions. And when that peaked, then the clock, like, and this is hindsight, but the, it, it peaked. And then I, but I, we recognized early on that, that a shirt of the month subscription was not a sustainable business model, but custom screen printing is. And at that point it was kind of like, okay, like this, this isn't forever money. 
but you have to build this cash flow if this business is going to work. And so then that's just where it's been ever since is leaning into custom and how do we make this thing work? And right now, you know, the last 10%, kind of what I was talking about is our focus now is how can we make our shirt of the month product better? You know, we have three and a half thousand subscriptions. How can we grow that to be more? We have an OSU license. We have an OU license. How can we grow this shirt of the month for now? Like in Oklahoma, like what are the things that we need to be open offering for our people? And in Oklahoma, an OSU, Oklahoma State University, and an OU, Oklahoma University shirt of the month alongside our just standard Oklahoma shirt of the month could kind of be those evergreen forever products that we offer and we just need to figure out how to make sure that every Oklahoman or every Oklahoma expat knows about all three of these. And if and when it comes time for them to make a decision about a gift or something for themselves that they can get into it. It's really That's interesting. A hard. I, I didn't know about the 14 and a half. So that sounds like, I don't remember what the price per box was, but maybe two to two and a half million. 15 bucks. Oh, that's actually what I put in my bucks. calculator. So that's 2.6. Um, that's bigger than most I shops. Would feel, but I would feel mentally, it would be a hard pull for me to swallow to be at 14 and a half thousand and then now be at, what did you say? 3,000? 4,000? 3,500. Yeah, 3,000. 3,500. Um, I mean, I guess it's still like a good, you know, asset absolutely, but, you know. Yeah, that that would just be tricky, right? It's like, okay, or maybe like to your point, it's just like that season is sort of passed and it's there. That's but it. And that's, and that's how I... You rode the wave and you right, use yeah. it to acquire a lot of customers and build it. Right. It got that's you wild. like it, it was the first wave and you're like, okay, I'm in the next wave. I'm going to go catch another wave. That's but right. um, it's interesting that you accepted that. Did you fight it when things started to slide? Dude, the slide, because if I'm being honest, if I'm really, really being honest, man, I... I took my hand off the wheel, y'all. Like I got comfortable. I got like, this is easy. All we do is win. All we like, we, everything we touch is gold. Uh, this is like, and I got, I got comfortable and I got apathetic. And, and, and I, I want to say this, I, I never like left Osco, but the, a lot of the pressure. And I try to remind myself this often, like, don't forget what it's like to be hungry. Like I, be hungry. And the longer you can stay hungry, the, the, and what, and hungry means different things. Like I'm right now, hungry for me is not like, I want to go make, I want to go figure out how to increase the top line revenue of Oklahoma Shirt company by a million dollars this year. I, I mean, that's a goal. That's an idea. I wish I had a competent sales manager that I could crank on and groom or develop to get there. But until I'm ready to invest in that, that's on me. But that's different. The hunger that I that I want now is stability. I want to be able to do what we're doing for a long ass time, and it not feel like I'm just trying to ride these waves that like the bottom may fall out at any moment. What is a sustainable, good asset and like that's improving the landscape of Oklahoma City and improving the lives of the people that are serving it? What is that's what I want to stay hungry for, and and so, you know. I'm very appreciative of the gift and the wave of Oklahoma shirt or of the shirt of the month product. But yeah, like when you, when you break it down, who nobody's going to be a lifelong subscriber except for my mom and my nanny about uh, for shirt of the month. Like eventually it's like, I've got enough t-shirts. I mean, how often even us as decorators, my wife gives me a hard time, but gosh, probably eight times a year, y'all, I have to purge my closet because every day I come home with two or three new t-shirts, you know, and eventually it's just like, I got too many shirts. I got to, I got to chill this out. And that's why most people have canceled for our shirt of the month subscription. We've had over 60,000 subscribers. Wow. Holy and, crap. And to like re to refish those ponds. Yeah. To reactivate yeah. them. Like hmm. most of those people tell us that the the reason that they end up subscribing is like, Hey, I don't want to quit, but I have to, because I ran out of hangers or I, I just have too many shirts. And, and, and that's so a we hard let them, problem to, yeah. Like what do you, yeah. It's just sense. the lifetime value of the customer. Like, there is, it's, yeah. And it's, it's usually about two, two years, you know, it was kind of the, the life cycle of a person in a subscription product. So how do we let people leave, keep, 
keep communicating with them and offering them value so that maybe one day they'll come back. FOMO is a real thing. Like when people quit their subscription Or send to someone else. Yeah. Yeah, Or send to someone else. But, But here's what's interesting in the way that I'm like, I'm looking at this as, you know, the subscription was your like top of funnel, right? Like that's how you acquired customers. And I think what's interesting now, like 60, you have 60,000 contacts in Oklahoma that have bought from you. You could do some damage there, right? Right. Like we've built trust. They've, they've seen our screen printing. They have, they've seen the quality. We just have to convert they They have your product, right? Like that's the crazy part. Like, I don't know what the population of Oklahoma is. Hundred thousand? Okay. hundred thousand? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was an Oklahoma joke. Sorry. Uh d- oh. don't uh don't uh, <laughs> we love those. I love Oklahoma uh, jokes. But uh, uh Oklahoma yeah, 60, is three point okay, nine nine million people. How many? Three point nine. Okay, okay so, so not six million, three point nine. I did the same thing. I was like, I better look. I'm like, six million people. Chat, okay, GDP. wait. So how many people live in Chicago? Fuck champagne. Uh, champagne's like hundred. I don't know. Or no, three million but, in Chicago, I believe. But like that's a that's a that's a point. Like what's sixty thousand divided by you know four million? Um, is that what point zero eight percent? Like point eight percent? I don't know. You guys have impacted like one percent of Oklahomans. It's pretty wild, actually. If you think about it like that, it's good perspective. What do, what do you think about? You started, you just started talking about looking forward here. So maybe this is chapter five plus the extras, uh, the bonus edition. Um, how do you think about, like, so you talked about what are the things that I want to do? I want to create a sustainable company that we're not sort of jumping from pond to pond. Um, and, and I liked it maybe if you could focus on like a one year outlook, cause it's easy to say, you know, 20 years or something like what we're dreaming, but one year, the end of 2024, what are your aspirations and what are you, what are you shooting to do? Well, if by the end of the right now, it's this. Oh, wow. Okay. You're running EOS. Well, traction. I'm not. Justin told him the traction so book for the audio listeners. I am. What you got, Steven? No, Let I got see it. It. my, my oh. copy somewhere here. We're running it. We're running it hard. Five years ago, I learned about traction and I learned about the value of traction. I was in a business advisory group. Um, We had a speaker come in uh, and everyone was kind of challenged like, hey, we should do this. We should do this book together. And as I read it, it was impressive to me how like clear it was and how there was this vision. But I just didn't feel like from a leadership standpoint, I wasn't ready for this. I didn't think my business was grown up enough to kind of drop in all these processes but man, I will say turning 10 this year and circling back around to traction, uh, it is a, uh, it is absolutely something that I think will help us break through to the next level. So my goal is to, I'm, my plan is to read, read it again. I'm listening to it right now, uh, answer some of those questions and make sure that my heart and my soul and my guts are all fully bought in. And then I'm going to ask Katie to read it, my operations manager. And once she understands it, then it's kind of going to be the thing that her and I work on together. And then we roll it out to the rest of our team. Like, I'm not going to try to put the burden of this on most of my leadership team. Just really, I'm going to make a KD special project once I have a good understanding of it. And then we use it to be the thing because my 10 year goal is I want, man, I, as far as stability, like I think I have the safest, the best product for me personally as a business owner, and this is vulnerable, but I want this place. I, I talk and I see myself that this place is bigger than me, but I want that to be demonstrated. So I want Tess and I want Katie. I want people on my team, the, the people who need it to have access to bank accounts, to be verifying payroll, to this place is bigger than me when it gets in financial trouble. I can't rescue it myself anymore. I want I want my team to be able to forecast. I want my team to be able to dream. I don't, I don't want to leave. I don't want to walk away, but I want this thing to be so healthy. I have this child that is 10 and I want to make sure that it's ready for middle school. And then I want to make sure that it's able to grow up and live on its own. And if, if I have people here that are bought in, that want to retire here, that love this place and that love me, then I'm a fool to not let them help me raise this. And so I'm not going anywhere. 
but I want to get this thing so that if someone does want to buy it, it's its most profitable version. If someone doesn't want to buy it, I have a really good time with the people that I love working here. Or if I just wake up or don't wake up or get hit by a bus, I want my wife to be able to come sit down in my chair and be around my team and say, what do we do? And they say, well, we have a plan and this is our process. And this is how we're going to continue to take care of this place. Who's taken care of so many people. I, um, can, can, can I summarize this in one sense to see if this is accurate or not? It, it sounds like I'm just going to do it anyway. It sounds like <laughs> it's how do I make Oklahoma sure company great, again. sustainable without Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be saying that. <laughs> oh boy. How do I make no, it sorry, sustainable Chris. without Justin? For real. How does this place, how is this place? And if it's sustainable without special. you, then it can get bigger. But you then know, I, well I think what I'm you. hearing is like that joy, like the joy is letting it run by itself, but still being there. Like yeah. there is some joy yeah. in that. Uh, and I'm I'm hearing about like, yeah, like, isn't that liberating in itself? That's joyful. That sounds pretty, pretty sweet. But what I did hear that was really interesting was like, you, you're now a matured like business owner. You've made money, you've had highs, you've had lows you're now installing operating systems that are like this traction thing. And then the interesting thing that you said was, is Katie's going to run traction? Cause you know, as well, I can't run it. We're doing the same thing where like we got traction train, you know, we went through all of it. We have our L 10 meetings. Our CFO is running it for the company because I'm too ADHD, whatever to like try and figure out how to keep it organized. And I don't think like a lot of owners, like you might not be the best leader in your company at certain things. Straight 100%. Up. Um, Would you hire so an was, EOS implementer? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think you have to. But here, here's the thing. You can run OKRs. You can run EOS. You can run all the different buzzwords, profit first, whatever, right? Like they all work in theory. The integration of them, like there has to be someone on your team that is going to run it. You can't just hire a company, think they're going to come in and all your problems are going to be fixed. It's got to have leadership connected to it and buy-in. Um, right. Like Bruce, do you guys do OKRs? Yeah. Um, we set those up. I think they work pretty well. I love, but it, I think it's more so on a bigger company scale that you need it when you're a hundred plus people, it helps like align the different departments. I don't really think you need it before then. But the EOS framework, that weekly tracker, I found to really help align people and help them figure out what to focus on. Um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, the the track the the traction book is 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 insane. Maybe we should try to get Gino. Bruce, have you finished the book yet? <clears throat> Maybe we should get Gino Wickman on a. Uh, Bruce, have you finished the book yet? Dude, on a webinar. Let me be in that call. <laughs> I'm on. I'm actually no. I, I finished eighty uh, percent, and, I, and I'm I connected him on LinkedIn. We should hit it. Gino. If you're listening to this, uh, Gino. Gino, if you're listening, hey, <laughs> hey, you send a message. All right, Justin, what do you got to say to Gino? Last message to Thank Gino, you. and then we're wrapping. <laughs> uh, hey, Gino, do you have a grip on your business? Offering. Or does your business have a grip on you? Are you ready to let go of the vine? I am. Actually, I reached out to Gino's LinkedIn in 2020, and it looks like his assistant responds back. I like this. Any final thoughts, uh, Stephen, before we wrap? I, again, your genuine authenticity uh, speaks volumes, and so we're grateful for it. Uh, and I think a lot of shops listening to this, you can learn a lot from Justin, but you can also, like, you can see his highs and lows, but the way that he leads uh, is probably the, the most impressive thing. Um, so, uh, Thanks, we're grateful for you and yeah, uh, 100%. It's always fun to have is, this conversation this and honestly, I'm into it to do it more. Uh, if you're in LA too, we built out a little like mini studio. So we'd love to have you in person. Those are always fun. Those are always fun chats. So it's still in progress, but, uh, what's my the eye? live pod, the yeah. live pod. We did one the other day. It's a little blurry. We're we didn't the focus video. the camera, but the audio <laughs> was super crispy. <laughs>
All right, Justin, you're amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening to Pronouncer's Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Keep hustling 2023 to make it a strong year. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully that was informative. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to hit the bell for notifications. If you enjoyed this video, if you enjoy all the stuff we're putting out, it's really helpful. We love to just be able to see it. That means that we're doing a good job to subscribe, hit the bell for notifications and hit the like button. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.